Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Taysom Hill option. An update on his foot injury and what happens next for the heralded BYU quarterback. We go live to practice with the defensive player. Where does the defense clean up things and what do they sing on film from Boise State? Plus, BYU football getting some love in the top 25 balloting and how about two top 10 BYU teams on campus right now? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We're doing it live. BYU Sports Station and Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, September 8th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton. I'm teamed up with Provo Oddsmaker, Jerem Jordan. I've never done that, nor can I. As an employee of Brigham Young. Okay, Mr. Technicality. <laughs> BYU, kind of a big technicality. BYU a three-point <laughs> underdog to Boise State. And listen to this. Because mm. of the Taysom Hill injury. Wait, B- what happened? BYU has moved from a four-and-a-half-point underdog at Michigan to a ten-and-a-half-point underdog in Ann Arbor. Ten-and-a-half wow. points? Wow. We'll see what happens against Boise State. BYU could come out, be Boise State, and be ranked number 22 next so week. So if BYU's a three-point underdog against Boise State with Taysom, then it would seem that they were going to be the favorite at home, right? Against a ranked team. Isn't that interesting? Because if Taysom Hill is healthy, maybe BYU gets ranked. But the Hail, I mean, the Hail Mary gives you some street cred. We'll bring this up in a minute. But people are voting for BYU in their top 25. We've seen three different pollsters release their rankings, which comes out in two hours. ESPN's Brett McMurphy was one of those guys. Has BYU 24th, I believe. Some dude in uh, Champaign, Illinois, put BYU at number 22. There was another guy in, I think, Reno. It's it's the Hail Mary. Because BYU won in a Hail Mary against a a good uh, competitive traditional team on the road, you have some street cred there. Big play, big stage, ending that Opening season, opening win streak. All that thing, all that factors. Is BYU a top 25 team right now? I don't think right now they are. If, the, if BYU beats Boise State At Saturday. At least three people would disagree with you. Okay. At, I, if I had a vote, I don't think I'd put BYU in the top 25 right now. But if BYU beats Boise State Saturday, they are definitely a top 25 team. Inside BYU football will be incredible tonight. Oh 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Mountain. Jeremy and I have seen a few excerpts. Chills. Tears. Okay. Exhilarating. Heartbreaking. It'll be outstanding. There's there's some moments in there that you'll never forget. And you'll see things that you've never been able to see inside the locker room. And can you imagine what it's like to be in the locker room? You'll go in there through this show, 730 Eastern uh, tonight. We should uh, we had a uh, at P underscore Norton, a BYU super fan. Why is Spuddy Buddy back on the set? Because I want to throw him off. People are saying, wait, Jerem, Tanner Mangum's from Idaho. Is that bad karma? I'm throwing him. I'm putting him on, and then I'm throwing him off every <laughs> day this week. Now, I have to say something. I, I lived in Idaho for two years. I was born at Mountain Home Air Force Base. Okay? And be, because it's Boise Week, I have no affiliation with that. Okay? So, Spuddy Buddy, you represent something, I guess, and you're going to be thrown off the set. Every week. Hey, happy birthday. Tanner Mangum turns 22 today. Here are the rest of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. We have a Taysom Hill injury update. After an MRI, Hill has a Lisfranc sprain, not a fracture, 
More on what that means in just a moment. Quarterback depth behind Taysom Hill looks like this. Tanner Mangum, Bo Hodge, and Coy Detmer Jr. All true freshman. Number nine BYU women's soccer losing one nothing to number two ranked Stanford. The Cougars Ashley Hatch hit the crossbar in the second half. Couldn't get it to go in. BYU hosts Utah State on Thursday 9 Eastern live on BYU TV. Also women's volleyball now ranked number nine in the country. Senior Alexa Gray is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week after the Cougars won all three in St. Louis over the weekend. BYU plays Idaho State in its first home match of the season. Tomorrow night 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Spender Linton on the call. Nice. That's the best pronunciation you've ever had of Someone my name. said I have a mustard stain on my shirt, by the way. Do I really? Oh, I really do. <laughs> I really do. They pay me a lot of money. There it is. <laughs> there it is. A We're perfect, off to a great start. A perfect moment to rise and shout. <laughs> it's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The Taysom Hill Option bittersweet from the standpoint of Taysom and his injury and so the team uh, part of the the elation in the locker room was just uh, wild and excitement and then the other part was somber and and the realization that our quarterback got hurt. The emotions within BYU football right now after the game yesterday even today incredibly mixed the dynamic is unique Bronco Mendenhall just explained a portion of that while you think about that, BYU Sports Nation learned some things about the status of Taysom Hill's injury last night. So let's set the record straight. After further examination, an MRI, Taysom suffered a Liz Frank sprain, not a fracture. Now, so the- he didn't have a broken foot. I, I think I said broken foot based on what we thought because there was a fracture. But it is a sprain. Liz Frank, which is midfoot, sprain. The knee-jerk reaction is, wait, what? A sprain? Does that mean what? Now, hold on. Is he coming back this season? We also learned that the gravity of the injury is still as severe as they anticipated. Even though it's not a fracture, it's still going to take time. He's more than likely still out for the year. It feels like there's this remote, remote possibility if some specialist somewhere says, yes, I've got this specific thing we can do for you and maybe came back for the bowl game. I don't think he's going to play this year based on what we're what we're hearing right now, because it still might require surgery. Those specialists are in Houston and North Carolina. Taysom Hill apparently will meet with them. As Jerem said, surgery up in the air. Best case scenario, who knows? I don't, I don't know. Who knows? I'm not expecting Taysom Hill to play the rest of the year. Okay. That brings us to our Twitter question of the day. So what do you want for Taysom Hill's football future? This is an interesting question. And a lot of people have honed in on him as a person, right? So what do you want for Taysom Hill's football future? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Jordan Mills 22 I want him to come back as a running back so I can watch him, Tanner, and Jamal wreck teams next year. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let us preface our next items of discussion by saying it's going to be pure speculation. Because we are looking at any and every option that we could think of for Taysom Hill Inside football and out. It seems that he has four major options, Jerem. And we have no idea which he will choose. Nonetheless, here are the four that we have discussed. Okay, he could redshirt, whether that's regular or medical, okay? Comes back to BYU and plays. We watched Braxton Miller yesterday. Two-time Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year. Quarterback. He's a wide receiver now. Mm. Would If Taysom Hill comes back, he would be the quarterback at BYU. I don't really see a situation unless Tanner Mangum won all the rest of the games and was amazing. Where Taysom Hill redshirts, 
whether that's medical or regular, and comes back and isn't the quarterback. But Taysom Hill coming back to BYU and being on the team in a non-quarterback fashion is pretty interesting, isn't it? Wouldn't he be maybe BYU's best safety? Could be a linebacker. He could be a running back, even though Squally Canada's legit, in my opinion. Um, That's interesting. So that's one option. Medical redshirt or regular, but grad transfer somewhere. You brought this up Saturday, and this is the most interesting comment I heard relative to this. What if Taysom Hill redshirted and then grad transferred to Michigan to reunite with Jim Harbaugh? You don't think wow. there are several wow. Division One coaches, even if Taysom has now suffered three season-ending injuries? And you can look at it however you want. Bad luck. He's injury-prone. You decide on that. But you don't think there are several, oh, every, several Division One coaches thinking, I will take my chances if he will come and play quarterback here. Sure. And again, this is pure speculation. Okay, those are the first two options. Number three, he, tra- he just transferred the NFL draft. He just says, okay, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to give the NFL a shot. We'll see what happens. Okay. Number four, he quits football. He dives into venture capitalism, which is what he did his internship in. And he'll be tremendously successful there. He might be a millionaire by the time he's 30, 35. Okay, the dude's married and had a really good internship and had already been hurt twice and has seen the other side of life. Firms on both coasts are interested in Taysom Hill and his mind in the world of finance. Is there a group of of football players in the country that has a bigger perspective on life than than the people that come here? It's more than just football, right? Football is not Taysom Hill's life. And I won't be surprised if any of these four options happen, to be honest. Now, here's the killer. When you look at the untapped potential for Taysom Hill as the starting quarterback, it's hard not to think, uh, what if? But to what degree should we look at that what if? That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Taysom Hill could miss up to 52% of his career due to injury. Okay, he played his freshman year, but he's missed 15 games between his freshman and junior years. And then it could be 27 of 52 total games if he misses the next 12. 52%? Oh, the best player that never was at BYU. Kills me. 15 and 6 as a starter. And won his last five starts, three of which were against Power 5 teams. Virginia, Texas, and, and Nebraska. And two were on the road. You beat Texas and Nebraska on the road in your last two P5 road starts. Obviously, I want Taysom to do what he wants to do. But the thought of him returning to potentially play for BYU again next year, maybe throw in the possibility of Jamal Williams coming back again, both of those guys back together, yes, the selfish football fan inside of me says, yes. Oh, that's what I, I want that. Yeah, that's what I want, selfishly, me. But... Knowing the situation, you've been hurt three times. You've had to rehab three times. Again, pure speculation. It's so hard to ask someone to come back again. How often does BYU have a Heisman Trophy candidate at quarterback in this day and age? It's tough because he's unique. He's the most athletic QB BYU's ever seen. He's had terrible luck. And many of you look at that and say it's a sign from the heavens that you should. it's just not for you. Leave that out of this. It's not in the cards. Come on. Taysom can and make the decision he wants and needs to. Whatever he chooses, he'll be successful because he's got a great mind. 
But the selfish football fan in me, if he wants to come back and play football at BYU, 100 million percent. Creed said it. Come With on back. arms wide open. Yes. Under yes. the sunlight. <laughs> what is sunlight? Sunlight? What? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. What do you want, Jerem? What do I want? I want Taysom Hill to be a quarterback at BYU again. That's what I want. But if I'm Taysom Hill, that's a different thought process for me. If I'm Taysom Hill, I don't choose until after the season. I just wait and see. I, I don't choose now. That's for sure. It, I, I would be an emotional wreck if I was him. And if you want to see Taysom Hill's reaction after the game of how things played out and how he's feeling, watch Inside BYU Football tonight at 7.30 Eastern time. It's, it's, it's tricky business. I won't blame Taysom Hill if he doesn't play football again for BYU, whether that's somewhere else or just in the NFL if he wants or that he quits. I get all those situations because that guy has had it rough. Our conversation happening right now on the Twitter machine. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What do you want for Taysom Hill's football future? Let's get a few tweets in. It's Twitter time. At Twiggy or Stone says, I want him to decide what is best for him. All of the rehab has to take a toll. There is more to life than football. And Taysom gets that. And, and you know, a lot of people have great perspective. But when you come to BYU... It's just a different, it's a different situation. You're coming to school, but there's that spiritual aspect to it about life and what it means. At Dr. Crocs BYU, even if Tanner Mangum throws for 4,000 yards this year, I'd like to see Taysom play next year for Cougar Nation at quarterback. Interesting. That opens a whole new Pandora's box. Up next, Blaine Fowler weighs in on the Twitter question. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right this very second on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. You can always use the hashtag BYUSN. Check out Inside BYU Football tonight, 7.30 Eastern Time. The Manga Miracle, the Taysom Hill injury, the fallout from all of that, the lead up to that. What went into making sure that that play was in the playbook and then executed? Shots from the coach's booth, the locker room, the sideline, Bronco crowd serving. I can't think of a more compelling (laughs) show ever for inside BYU football. Tonight, 7.30 Eastern. The locker room celebration, multiple angles of Bronco crowd surfing, is 100% worth Doing whatever you have to do to watch it okay, tonight. The, the joy and the emotion, the sadness Ooh. involved in seeing, in seeing some of that footage. Our you, Twitter question today. It. What do you want for Taysom Hill's football future? At BWFanZZZ says, hopefully he does whatever is best for him. He can be the team's inspirational leader and mentor to a young quarterback. Now, last year, Taysom Hill was, um, needed to be off his feet and wasn't you know, around the team. Uh, during the losing streak. And I, I think that had an effect on the team because he's a leader. I hope that if he can, that Taysom Hill is a part of this team during the next few weeks. Joining BYU Sports Nation in Studio B, and it's always good to have him in the flesh, under the lights, Blaine Fowler, former national champion quarterback and college football insider. Blaine, welcome back, man. Good to be here, guys. I, before we start, can I ask you one question? Yes. Did Jerem have a hot pretzel this morning, or what I, happened? I don't, I don't know. Is he must, <laughs> what, mustard? Yeah, I just in the I, I come in. I'm like, Jared had a hot pretzel and mustard for breakfast. What happened? <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. going on? That's kind of a bad breakfast food. Stick with proteins. I've 
I don't know when that happened. But I, might have, I cooked burgers and hot dogs last night, but I didn't wear the same shirt. Wow. Yeah, the thing is, is like, there ketchup? That's anywhere? become part of the show now. The yellow stain shirt. You have to wear this again. If that doesn't go, you have to wear that again. We're spuddy, buddy. I want to throw him off. Now. <laughs> Sorry, Wait, I didn't my, want. To, I didn't want to take no, away. No, I just I'm, couldn't. I'm I couldn't I resist. I'm just like, what is that? My wife is so embarrassed. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, what a weekend for you, Blaine. Yeah, amazing. Let, let's go back. You're on the sideline. Everybody wishes they could have been on the sideline for what happened in Lincoln, Nebraska. What was that experience like for you? Just as a person, and then looking at the fans and the team, how was all of that? Yeah, it was it was really cool. Uh, Dave McCann and I were right on the goal line. Now we were on the goal line, the far side, away from where Mitch caught the touchdown pass. So we were looking right down the goal line, and when the ball was in the air, for, first of all, the defensive backs for Nebraska on that last play came out, and they were they were doing this, and the fans were phenomenal. That is one of the best. In fact. I'd put it right up there with any college football environment in the country, right there with Notre Dame. Um, and I've been in some of the most amazing stadiums in the country over my career. This place was phenomenal. And their fans were fantastic. Um, so it was loud. When the ball went in the air, it just went silent while the ball was in the air, almost like it was in slow motion. And when Mitch caught it on the goal line, everybody just paused for a second to, to see, wait a minute, was he in or was he not in? First, I think everybody recognized, wait a minute, I think he caught it. I turned to McCann and I go, dude, I think he caught it, but I'm not sure he's in the end zone. So we didn't celebrate immediately. I thought, would that be awful? Maybe this is the pessimist in me. Would that be awful if he just caught that thing and is on the six-inch line? Oh, yeah. That would be horrible. The worst so, thing ever. So we waited, and then the official rose his, you know, put his hands up in the air to signal touchdown. Taron Hawk ran over and gave him a hug, <laughs> which I think is great. And, and then I still was, I still was the, well, they're going to review that. I, I wouldn't let myself celebrate until I knew for sure. I go, they're going to review that. And of course they, they reviewed it after they reviewed it. Then I think everybody in the stadium was just stunned. And, and Dave, I turned to Dave and I go, that did not just happen. I cannot believe that that just happened. But you can see right there. If you, if you're going down the line to the left, that's where we're standing. And I'm just going, I just don't know. I, I don't know if he got it in. Um, it, it was an amazing feeling. And then even the Nebraska fans, they were very disappointed. They went from the high of coming back in a game that really was on the verge of being a blowout earlier in the game uh, before Taysom had to come out. And, and by the way, before Travis Tuiloma had to come out, that had as big an impact as anything. And, and then all of a sudden they come back and they've got momentum. And then to have their hearts just ripped out like that, those fans were amazingly gracious after that game. They were telling all the BYU fans, hey, congratulations. That was an amazing play. I, I, that's, I'm glad I was here to witness that. I wish it wasn't against my team. They were phenomenal hosts. We and, could all learn something from yeah, that. Oh, no question about it. It, it. it truly, those fans are the model for what, what college football fans ought to be. That's what BYU ought to aspire you know, to be as home fans, as hosts. They were fantastic. And they were loud, 90,000 of them all coordinated in what they were doing and, and the colors that they were wearing and the cheers that they were doing. It was, it was an awesome environment, and that's the kind of environment that the players for BYU, they're going to remember that play forever, but they're also going to remember that that play took place on one of the great stages in all of college football, and it may be the player of the year, you know, the play of the year this year. Um, so it was, it was fantastic. So now we're all really, really 
high about it. We're, we're really excited about it. We can't wait to start doing the interviews. And then about midway through the interviews, we get word that, that Taysom is, that's it. He's out for the, he's out for the season. And then, so you had this huge high that immediately went to a very somber, oh gosh, that just takes the wind right out of it. it as great as that play was, you realize that Taysom's gone for the season. So it was a, it was a, the highs and lows like I've never experienced at a game. Um, to, to have all of that happen in the space of 10 minutes. You can't really. make it up. You can't no. make that stuff up. And, and then I've since found out um, that Taysom knew that he was done for the season when he went in locker yes. the first time. Yeah. And, and so, so now like I had all kinds of respect for that guy to begin with as, as a player and as a person. But that just takes him – that puts him in a completely different level where he just says, well, if I'm what out – What can I do? That, let's let's just – Shoot it up. Do whatever you have to do. I need to get out there. And I'm telling you, after he was hurt, he looked as good as I have ever seen him in his career. And he looked as good as any BYU quarterback. He was standing in the pocket. His footwork was great. He poised. was delivering strikes. He was leading. He was poised. They they were getting after it. And I think the pain just kept getting worse until you know he tweaked it a couple more times and just couldn't go anymore. And... Uh, how gutty was that? That's ridiculous that he was back out there knowing that he was done for the season, um, yet he was out there going, well, I've got to give everything that I can possibly give. So that that puts him in legendary status right there. And if he doesn't come back and do that, I promise you we're not in a position for Tanner Mangum to make that throw at the end of the game and win that thing if he doesn't come back and play the, the downs that he played after his injury. One of the greatest wins – with those storylines involved in BYU history, no doubt. So our Twitter question today is this, Blaine. What do you want for Taysom Hill's football future? Oh, I want him to do whatever he wants to do. I mean, this is a hard thing to rehab that many times. Um, but, man, I would love for him to come back and play Utah. Right? He'd get a chance to go beat Utah. Jamal Williams potentially back with him? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would love that. And that's got to be in the back of his mind. Oh, wait a minute. I, could, I can get another shot at Utah. And and you're right, Jamal Williams comes back and he's healthy. This offensive line, who I thought was really, really good, especially in the pass protection game um, on Saturday, I, I they looked really the best they've looked in a couple of years. And I, I thought that that was a real good positive storyline from that game. And they're going to continue to get better. They just look better. When you watch them warming up, their level of fitness and the way they look just looks better. And they were doing different combinations because they're trying to rest the guy each series. There's a couple of combinations that I loved out there on that offensive line. That's all back next year. So that's got to be in the back of his mind. But then also in the front of your mind is I've already rehabbed twice. And do do I go through a complete rehab again? Or is this just telling me your body can't hold up in this game? And sometimes these unbelievably tightly wound athletes – they don't. I'm thinking about Luke Staley. Luke Staley had injuries, and and when you are that freakish athletically, I don't know if maybe your your musculature and the torque and what he can put on that body is just too much for his body. He he is the he's the biggest freak athlete I've ever seen play quarterback. Like nobody's supposed to be that big and that fast and that agile, and the way he's worked on his throwing game during his time, he he has gone from an inconsistent, um, spotty thrower when he was first out there playing three three or four years ago. 2013. Yeah, to to that couple of, you know, from the time he came back in that series, he looked as good as anybody BYU's had at that position throwing the football. It was, BYU was an offensive machine when he was out there throwing the football. 
So he's shown that he can work and he can get better at things. I, I think that showed me that, that if he continued to work on that throw game and could stay healthy this year, that somebody was going to give him an opportunity to play quarterback in the National Football League. Now there's the question mark of injury. So Ultimately, does he really want to? Does he want to play in the NFL? If he came back and stayed a whole season healthy, would that give him an opportunity? Or because he has so many options on the other side of it in the financial world, does he just go? No, I've I've had enough. So for me, well, I'd love to see him come back and play Utah again. I think it would be phenomenal um, if he could get a medical redshirt, and I think he probably could based on the circumstances. Well, of the he didn't last even redshirt though. Yeah, so he 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 has he said either way he could yeah, get it. He could get it, mm-hmm. and and so that's a pre- pretty much a done deal. But but I support him with whatever he wants to do. After what he just did, um, coming back in that game, he has my blessing on whatever he wants to do. He he <laughs> he does whatever he wants to do, and I 100% support him for the person that he's been and what he's done. You bring up the offensive line, and the pass protection was really good. Now, the run game is another option. We'll We'll get to that in just a bit. But when you look at the offensive line, in fact, let's go ahead and rewind to what you told us last week. This is what Blaine said about the offensive line and – how they are successful last week. Do we have that soundbite? You have to have one idiot on the offensive line. <laughs> you just have to have one idiot. One guy Who is that, that, idiot? That, that in practice everybody goes, that goes, man, that guy's an idiot, but I'm glad that idiot's on my team. Okay. So did you see enough from the idiot or idiots? I saw a couple of idiots out there, and I liked it. <laughs> I liked what I saw. They had a nastiness to them. I would like to see them better in the run game. And, and I think part of that is is that Nebraska has two D tackles that are probably NFL defensive tackles. Collins and Valentine. And so those guys, you got to understand, I don't, I don't think – I saw Michigan live Thursday night. I was at the Utah-Michigan game. Their D-tackles aren't as good as those guys. I haven't seen UCLA's in person yet, so we'll see. And one see. of theirs tore their Va- – Vanderlose? Right. Vanderdose. Right. Vanderdose tore their so, so I th- it may be safe to say that that's the best pair of defensive tackles BYU's going to see all season. And so that when you got two guys inside that good, it's hard to run the football. It just is, no matter who you have on the offensive line. So – that is still a question for me. Can they be nasty enough to knock people off the ball? Boise State, I think, is very good defensively as well. I don't think they have quite the strength, talent, physical ability inside that Nebraska has. So let, let's see if BYU can run the football against Boise State. If they can't run it all against Boise State, now I'm going to be a little concerned, and those idiots need to get a little bit more of an edge to them. But as far as pass protection – I thought they were stellar. I thought they were outstanding. They looked good. They worked as a group. Their calls were right on. They picked up the blitzes. Um, Taysom, who we know wasn't healthy, had plenty of time. Tanner had time when he was in there. I give him an A in pass protection, and and I don't know what great – I'm giving him an incomplete in run just because I think the challenge was pretty big uh, in this, especially without a Jamal Williams back there, without – um, you know, without having your marquee back. It's an adjustment time for them running the football, but they're going to have to get better at it if they're going to have the kind of season that they that they want to have with a freshman quarterback playing there. So when you look forward, you looked at – we saw these BYU receivers, and after game one, I think everything that we discussed in fall camp was validated. Really good. Six guys with at least three catches. Nick Kurtz goes five for 123. Mitch Matthews, two touches. Those guys were great. So I wonder, Blaine, if because you don't have Jamal Williams – and and well, let's give BYU more uh, more volume in the run game. Maybe BYU just chucks the rock more this year. And they can run a, a ball control passing game. And here's the thing: when you've got a freshman quarterback, you want to give him easy, quick reads anyhow. 
So you're not going to run the exact same game plan you had with Taysom in there. First of all, Tanner, who's a phenomenal athlete for a quarterback, Taysom Hill's just a ridiculous athlete, period. I don't care what position he's playing. So, so Tanner is not – they're going to have him run around the way they've had Taysom in the past run around. He's got great scramble, and you know he can scramble around, and he's got escapability, and he's got all of that. But the offense will be different. And you don't want to give him as many complicated reads because you want him to just throw the football with confidence. So you pare down the reads. You give him progression reads, meaning instead of going, hey, if the defense does this, these are your reads. If they do that, then the reads change. You want fewer of those, and you want more of the one, two, three reads. So we're going to go deep to shallow on this one. One, two, three get through your progression, get the football off, throw it on time. Um, And so a lot of that will be quick throws. You want to throw screens more often. You want to give him a rhythm. So you're going to give him easy throws, and now all of a sudden this offense becomes uh, a pass to set up the run offense. And and your run game can be draw traps. It can be counters off of the throw. Unless this offensive line shows us they can just knock people off the ball and get six yards of carry, then, then I would think differently. But my mindset right now is it needs to be a ball control passing game and let the pass game and the screen game become an extension of that run game. BYU TV college football analyst Blaine Fowler with us in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. Let's flip to the other side of the ball now, Blaine. How would you rate the BYU defense after that first game against Nebraska? Well, I'm going to give one guy that didn't play half the game an A++++. Travis Tuiloma was dominating in that football game. And I was sitting next to a guy that was a pretty good defensive lineman in his day by the name of Hans Olsen. And and Hans kept making me watch replays. He kept going, I want you to just watch Travis Tuiloma on this one. He is ridiculous on this one. He just took on a double team and, and knocked a guy on his backside. He just took their center and ran him three yards into the backfield. He was disruptive. And when he was in the game, BYU was really, really good defensively. The defensive backs took a little bit of time to start figuring angles and doing some, doing some things. So I, I'm going to give the defense a, a bit of an incomplete right now too because they're going to get some guys back this week that I think can make a difference and raise them to another level, uh, back from uh, suspensions. And so, Taki Taki and uh, yeah, Nakua. We'll give them an incomplete. There were times when they looked really good. They made stops when they had to. There were times when they didn't defend – um, quick throws and screens very well, and they can get better at that. I saw some things defensively that weren't physical, that were fixable because they were assignment things, taking the right angle, going outside instead of going inside, that can be fixed. So I'll give them an incomplete in the first week. Um, they they made enough plays uh, to win a football game, and I think they're just going to get better. But having Travis be hurt now, that – that is a huge blow. That That's a big blow because I'm convinced that he's the best player on the defense. Uh, I've been hearing it from the players in the offseason. When you say to them, hey, who's the best guy on the defense? They go, well, underrated guy. Tui Loma's just ridiculous inside. I just watched that against a good Nebraska team. He was ridiculous. You lose him, you lose a guy that can tie up two or three guys on the inside and that can push the entire offensive line back three yards into the backfield. That is going to hurt BYU. So they're going to have to figure out other ways to, to be effective. Blaine, fantastic stuff. Always good to talk to you, my friend. You can catch him on After Further Review tonight, right after Inside BYU Football. As you got a busy day. Yeah, and we got a brand new field. I just walked by the studio on the way in here. It looks great. It's for real. We, I feel we like we need to play. Saturday. But there's a couple of seams in it. I'm worried for Dave Nixon because he's, he's kind of <laughs> not as coordinated as he used to be. He have might him, trip. Have him wear a knee brace. I will have him wear a brace. We'll go live to BYU football practice as soon as it ends. But next, is getting ranked by AP voters a big deal or no deal? That's next. 
BYU Sports Station brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. After going to the national championship match last year, number nine BYU women's volleyball has been on the road the last couple of weeks. They come home for the first time tomorrow night. They play Idaho State, the Fighting Taysom Hills from Pocatello. 9 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow night on BYU TV. So the one loss BYU women's volleyball has was at the time to number 22 USC. What do they know? Trojans are sixth. Wow. And 6-0. and oh. Okay. So that is a top six loss for BYU. And BYU's number nine, man. There you go. It's time to announce the latest and greatest BYU Sports Nation Twitter contest. It's your chance to win BYUSN swag and a Lavelle Edwards signed football. Sweet. It's our show us your game face photo contest. So here's what you do. Send us photos of you at or watching this weekend's Boise State game and or next week's UCLA game with your best game face. A winner will be announced two weeks from today live on BYU Sports Nation. Follow our Twitter account at BYU Sports Nation. Make sure you use the hashtag BYUSN when you send in those game faces. Hey, very cool. Lots of cool swag with that. Check that out. Who doesn't want a Lavelle Edwards signed football? Oh, man. The legend. The stadium is named after that guy. Anyway, let's refresh today. It's not Cougar Stadium anymore? (laughs) I love when people say Cougar Stadium. Wait, what? No. It hasn't been (laughs) that for 15 years. It's been a while, people. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Taysom Hill injury update. After an MRI, Hill has a Liz Frank sprain. It is not a fracture. But he still is more than likely to be out for the remainder of the season. Quarterback depth behind Taysom Hill looks like this now. Tanner Mangum's the starter. Bo Hodge and Coy Detmer Jr. All true freshmen. Three true freshmen are one, two, and three on the depth chart right now at quarterback. Makes you nervous. McCoy Hill is in the mix, um, but he's not. He wasn't listed in the top three by Bronco Mendenhall. Ninth-ranked BYU women's soccer dropped their first game last night at number two Stanford. 1-0. 1-0. The Cougars' Ashley Hatch did hit the crossbar, but no goal. BYU hosts Utah State on Thursday, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. And number 9 BYU women's volleyball has leapt from 12-9 to 9 after last week. Also senior Alexa Gray is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week after the Cougars won all three in St. Louis over the weekend. BYU plays Idaho State, as mentioned, tomorrow night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV in the first home match of the season. You know what my favorite treat is at uh, the movie theater, or was when I was a little kid? Um, I don't. Well, it used to be a dill pickle. Really? You're that guy? <laughs> no. But I was just trying to think of a good way to intro. Big deal, no deal. Big deal, no deal. Okay, I'll say okay. it right. I'll say it right. Big deal, no deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, stretch, man. a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. I had a dill pickle one time at the movie theater. It was all right. That's not the place, though, for a dill pickle. Anyway, interesting we got that stu- that even we got became a thing. Do. And yeah, we got to play big deal, no deal. Let's go number one. Did you have mustard on that pickle? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Number one, big deal, no deal. Taysom Hill's injury, a Liz Frank spa- sprain, not a fracture. I'll go no deal because he's probably he's going to miss the rest of the season, it sounds like, anyway. So, to me, it would be a huge deal if there were a chance, a bigger chance, for him to come back this season at some point. But it does not sound like that. I am going to say this is a big deal because rehabbing from a broken foot oh, you, so you're thinking or after. from a sprained foot... I think those are two entirely different things. The sprain still might require surgery. 
truth. That's but I think that still it's because it's even in question freedom. now. Like if it's broken, it requires surgery. But it is not. So I think it's a big deal because maybe, just maybe, the I guess the the period of time that Taysom is required to get back and get healthy is now expedited. I'm not thinking about this season either. I'm thinking about just for him after the season, Same either here. get back for this season or the combine or something. So that that to I, me is why it is a or, big deal. Or to play for Michigan. Number two. Big deal, no deal. BYU being ranked by multiple AP voters. I think it's a big deal because even though BYU is not necessarily in this poll quite yet, there was a USA Today re-rank, by the way. That is not the top 25 poll. It's a different thing. We're going to find out in about an hour and 20 minutes if BYU is in the AP poll. I think they'll be just outside. But getting votes is important. I've said this a million times. BYU has no context for the season outside of a ranking. They do not have a conference. Therefore, you can't really, you can't really gauge exposure, right? You, sort of. But the AP poll or polls, you, that's a physical, tangible ranking context for BYU football. And for BYU to get in AP voters' polls, that's a big deal. It's, you're starting down a positive path. It's a big deal because BYU is being discussed. Uh, I mean, that's, that's part of the reason BYU went independent. Exposure. The three voters that I've seen, I think one had BYU at 21, the other 22, and then Brett McMurphy of ESPN had BYU at 24. And this re-rank, I don't know what, how this, what goes into this, 23 for BYU. Are there yeah, enough, Boise State at 8. Are there enough for BYU to get in the AP Top 25? I don't think they'll be in there. They'll be out by 5. This is four. a big deal because it means more exposure, more notoriety. BYU, when BYU is ranked, they are discussed more. That's just how it works. They were the darlings of... The non-P5 faction last year because they were ranked in the top 25. And they won week one. BYU won week one with a Hail Mary. They ended that streak on a Hail Mary against Nebraska. Yes. That happened. I I still can't believe it. Number three. Big deal, no deal. BYU running backs accounting for only 60 yards versus Nebraska. I'm going to say big deal because Taysom Hill's run threat's not there anymore. If Taysom Hill were still the quarterback, I would say no deal on this question. But it's a big deal because now you have a true freshman quarterback, who and BYU will ride and die on his right arm unless the running backs in that O-line can figure things out. We overreact positively and negatively from week one. Nick Kurtz probably won't put up 123 a game this year. Mitch Matthews probably won't average two touchdown catches a game this year. He probably won't catch a Hail Mary Mary, at the end of every game. Okay, but great concern. (laughs) Nate Carter can't have four carries for negative 11. Algernon Brown can't drop fourth and three passes and not be a factor in the run game, okay? For BYU to at least go two and two or three and one in September, they need a running game to some degree. I am going to say no deal because BYU played against that defensive line. Okay, I feel you. Malik Pearson, Vincent Valentine, both guys are going to play. Sorry, Malik Collins Mm -hmm. are going to play in the NFL. I was thinking of Damorne Pearson. Yeah, yeah. They're going to play in the NFL. So what can BYU do against a defensive front that isn't as talented as Nebraska's? No, therein lies the hope, and that's a great point. If BYU can rush the ball, that makes it easier on Tanner Mangum. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Taryn Houck offers hugs to everyone. <laughs> okay, this is, a, this, this is a huge deal. If you missed this, last night he tweeted this. For anyone at thauk 11 for anyone on campus that signals a touchdown, I'll be sure to drop what I'm doing and give you a Houck hug. 
This has been retweeted 183 times and favorited 575. This is an easy way for him to get a lot of hugs from uh, from chicks on campus. <laughs> that's a, that's a well played move by Taryn Houck. He's going to so get some, go, go get some hugs from some people he doesn't want hugs from too. That's true. There'll be some, there'll be some weirdos in the library. Uh, hey, Taryn. Uh, touchdown. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and then he'll pull a Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Oh, this got love from uh, ESPN's Mike and Mike this morning. Of course by the it way. did. They were talking about the Hauk hug. What's your answer? I think this is no deal. <laughs> okay. It's a big deal. It's fun. I know. It's what fun. A, whatever. But it's not a big deal. I don't know. It's cool. Taryn is a great personality. And I think most importantly, he's going to have a prominent role on the football field. Okay. He, there are three towers now for BYU. The triple towers? Is that the nickname? They send them down on the Hail Mary. Taryn Houck's the same height as Nick Kurtz. I don't know why this kind of passed us all up, but there's Mitch Matthews at 6'6", and then Kurtz and Houck at 6'5". Huge targets. I saw a Nebraska fan say, hey, now that the game's over, could we borrow a couple of your tall guys for our season? BYU's got some serious weapons, man. Taryn Houck is BYU's tight end. Or the closest thing to what's, like Johnny Harley. What's a tight end? I don't even. I don't even remember. He's an oh. inside receiver. Oh, BYU used to have some of those. I remember. Yeah, I, he's he is the de facto tight end, even though he's called an inside receiver. He's big, physical, tall. The game has changed. Mm-hmm. Back in the day in football, you used yes. to call it a split end. One day we'll be like, we had tight ends. What split end? Split end. That's a wide receiver. Don't you have some split ends with that yeah, mullet I do. right there? And mustard on my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I gotta, I gotta check myself before I wreck myself. Now, jeez, what do you want for Taysom Hill's football future? Is our Twitter question today? Where's Spuddy? We remind you, punch him. with the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation and welcome to the club. Here, Go to BYU football mustard. practice next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYUSN live, catch the new rebroadcast. Does that make sense? New rebroadcast? Yeah. Okay. Weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. And tonight, Inside BYU Football is on BYU TV at 7 Eastern time. Part 2 from last week will air then at 7.30, the brand new, this week's fresh edition of Inside BYU Football tonight. So ch- check that out. So at 6 Eastern time tonight, BYUSN's rebroadcast. 7, part 2 of last week's Inside BYU Football. 7.30, this week's Inside BYU Football. 8 Eastern, after further review. So check it out later tonight. Basically, every Tuesday night should be reserved for BYU TV. If you're a BYU sports fan... That's where it's at. Some people have family night on Monday, and then Tuesday you have BYU Sports Night. It's every week, baby. Make it a tradition. Unlike any other. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the Masters music right now. Not coming to mind. Just random birds. Yeah. What do you want for Taysom Hill's football future? That is our Twitter question today. We will get some more of your tweets, and we need to uh, update you. BYU football practice is, I believe, just getting out right now. It went a little longer than expected, so we will not Because they're go prepping so hard for Boise State. We've, we've been told they are, they are lifting. That is not a lie. They, they are Do lifting, you even lift, bro? The answer for is Boise yes State. for the entire team right now. So we will allow it. Tijan Kroma isn't strong enough, apparently. He has to lift some more. Now, now while we have a moment, let's go back to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. 
at Aaron K underscore MN. Speaking of, what do you want for Taysom Hill's football future? I want him to be on the sidelines helping Mangum for the rest of this season. After that, he should do whatever he wants. Now, this is interesting. If Taysom Hill can, there's a physical element to this and an emotional element, Spencer. The physical is, can he be out there? Can someone cart him out there? Does he need crutches? Can he sit? Last year, he needed to be off his feet, right? But him not being there, whether he couldn't show up or not, that was an issue emotionally inspirationally, all these things for the team. Because who is affected the most by Taysom Hill's absence? The defense, for whatever reason. The offense picked it up and figured it out with Christian Stewart. But the defense had injuries, FUA, Bills, and whatnot. But not having Taysom Hill there was a big deal. I hope that Taysom Hill can be a mentor to Tanner Mangum and be a lift on the sidelines for this team. And that in some way, maybe this season is for Taysom Hill from the players. Is this a situation where BYU can learn from the past in that they already went through this once? We know what it's like to lose our leader. Okay, so when he went down, because they experienced it last year, can this team rally together more quickly than they did last year? You would think that 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 could happen. And they did rally in the game and made a play. A freshman who's been off his who had been off his mission for 94 days made a play with the senior. Okay, that happened. Mangum to Matthews. BYU wins that game, so there's a different feeling right now than last year after the Utah State game. Just by winning, there is increased hope in the positive because of Tanner Mangum made plays. That's the guy. That's imagine if Christian Stewart had won the game against Utah State last year. Would have been a different feeling. Imagine if Christian Stewart had even won the game at UCF. It would have been a different feeling. Now BYU plays Boise State, who is ranked, who has a tremendous defense, allowed 179 yards of total offense, and didn't give up a single offensive touchdown from Washington. Washington's terrible, by the way. Yeah, they had a true freshman quarterback, too. It's going to be interesting to see how BYU plays this Saturday. Are they, are they motivated? Do they execute well? Do they, have they learned from this? There's a lot of rhetorical questions that I could throw out right now and fill the air with. At Chill BYU, I would love to see Taysom Hill play a big role in Tanner's development and have a successful career in business or grad assistant. I don't think he's going to do that. Not going to be, a but G, he will I'll be successful. Right Whatever he chooses, he will be successful. He's the man. I can guarantee you that. Up next, a loaded Cougar whip around. Stay with us. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Taysom Hill injury update after an MRI. Hill has a Liz Frank sprain, not a fracture. He's still more li- more than likely out for the season. Also, BYU's three deep at quarterback consists of Tanner Mangum, Bo Hodge, and Corey Detmer Jr., all true freshmen. And Logan Taele is the new starting nose tackle after Travis Tuiloma's knee injury. Soccer. Ninth-ranked BYU women's soccer losing 1-0 at second-ranked Stanford. The Cougars' Ashley Hatch had a near goal hit the crossbar, but the loss nonetheless. BYU hosting Utah State on Thursday at 9 Eastern, live on BYU TV. Women's volleyball. The Cougars are now ranked number 9 in the country. Also, senior Alexa Gray is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week after the Cougars won all three in St. Louis over the weekend. BYU plays Idaho State in its first home match of the season tomorrow night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Cougars in the NFL. Another undrafted free agent out of BYU has made his way to a practice squad in the NFL. Cougar Robertson Daniel with the Green Bay Packers. Cougars in the PGA. I thought it was Daniel Robertson. Daniel Summerhay- Summerhays Danielson 
finished ninth, tied for ninth in the Deutsche Bank Championship. Both Summer Hayes and Zach Blair advanced to the BMW Championship for being in the top 70 of the FedEx Cup standings. Nice, nice. boys. Future guests include all-time BYU women's volleyball digs leader, the libero Sierra Parker. She is, in my mind, the most underrated player on the BYU volleyball team right now. Incredible, incredible athlete. Uh, you'll enjoy watching her live on BYU TV on Wednesday night when we debut the women's volleyball team for the 2015 season at home. Also, live to football practice tomorrow. Today's Rise theory, and Shout. unless they lift. Unless they still lift. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. We're going to give it to Taryn Houck. He's Hashtag be- Houck Hug. He's becoming a thing. Um, big personality. Big, big target. Uh, he's going to be a bigger part of this BYU offense, and hopefully we see some of that personality continue to come out inside BYU football. His, his uh, story yesterday to the media telling about uh, the Hauk Hug, fantastic. If you've missed it, it's been tweeted out. Now to our elite tweet of the day from at ShySox underscore Hawks. French Mustard just called and wants an official sponsor on BYU Sports Nation. Heinz, French Mustard. <laughs> Deseret Industries, the Creamery. I, I, I'll sell out. I'll sell out. Wayne's World. Oh. Huh? <laughs> BYU women's soccer has moved up to number five in the latest NSCAA wow. poll. Wow. Okay. I believe that's before the loss because I, they, they may have voted last night and it comes the out this morning. The loss is included in the poll. The loss is included. BYU is the number five team in the country in women's soccer. Women's volleyball is number nine. People, you can watch both these teams on BYU TV. They're fantastic. Live this week. This week. Will BYU football be ranked this week? And inside BYU football, don't miss it tonight. 7 p.m. a rebroadcast from last week. And then 7.30, a brand new edition. Don't miss it. Thanks to Blaine Fowler and everyone on our crew. Time for Jerem Throw Stuff. Our show on demand, BYUSN.com, audio podcast available on iTunes and or the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Parker Mangum. BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. Spuddy Buddy is taking some...